Hello and welcome to the Football Parliament podcast, your one-stop destination for all your football-related topics, debates, discussions, and opinions. Today, I'm joined with Veeran Thandewal, Chirag, Palash, and Tanish Tiwari. We're just one month away from the uh, from the start of the UEFA Euro 2020, and thus we start a new series. So, welcome to a new segment called Build Up to Euro 2020. Uh, in this segment, we're going to be taking one team at a time, one nation at a time, and having a a detailed discussion about them so starting with uh, one of the best uh, nations out there in europe which is england so uh, we've got actually tanish chirag and rishab who've seen a lot of english english football because we are predominantly premier league fans i think it'll be a good discussion today so chirag how should we plan it Uh, so for every team in this segment uh, in our series we will be discussing about the strength the weakness one mvp player according to us a predicted lineup and what all we uh, what we predict where the team will finish either the semi finals the winners the finalists or either the group stage so starting with the first uh, point that is the strength so strength. according to you rishab what is the biggest strength before for, we start uh, before we start for the strength i would just like to you know talk about england for a bit There were dreams of football coming home again. Almost three years ago, as England reached the semi-finals of the World Cup for the first time since 1990, before eventually losing to Croatia and finishing fourth. And Croatia are there available? Are there uh, against them in the group stages? Although the three lions bounced back, and after also reaching the UEFA Nations League semi-finals in 2019. They set their sights on qualifying for Euro 2020, knowing the final would be at Wembley. It was an almost perfect run through qualifying with England finishing top of the group, winning seven of their eight games against Czech Republic, Republic Kosovo, Bulgaria, and Montenegro. The sole dampener was a defeat to Czech Republic, ruining the perfect record. Excitement is building for England ahead of the summer's tournament, with the three lions amongst the favourite to win as usual. But just how well can they do? Definitely, it would be right to say that England are one of the favourites, but there is this history attached to England and international tournaments. They have had their golden generation apparently go trophyless. But what we're talking about the current English squad, so Rishabh, which what is the most strongest part of this England team according to you? So for me, looking at the England squad as a whole, I wouldn't say that there is no weak point. Rather, I would say maybe there are a lot of players who don't have. the most experience in the squad but i feel personally the strength lies within you know the creative play making that the players bring with them you look uh, at the likes of jaden sancho mason mount phil foden jesse lingard for that matter and even defensive minded people like declan rice and calvin phillips you look at these players and you see that you know they are the people who can actually determine the outcome of a game you know once they play together as a system not as a whole yet so i feel it lies in the creative um, playmaking especially as a manchester city fan you know seeing phil foden uh, in the premier league against you know the top 6 and the mid tier clubs and jaden sancho in the bundesliga i strongly feel that you know those two are one of the most important players if not the most important player in the england squad well sir and tanish what about you what do you think is england's biggest strength to me i think england's biggest strength Undoubtedly, is their strength and depth in the squad. Uh, now, with the COVID change, COVID rules, uh, new COVID rules, I think the size of the squad has been increased to twenty-six members. So now that obviously plays into the hands of Gareth Southgate, who who has a wide selection of a huge pool of talent 
currently in and a young pool of talent currently in the english setup uh that is one of the foremost trends but i'm a bit apprehensive about gareth southgate and his choices so let's see how it goes but i just wish them the best i have a i have a question just, yeah. to each and every one of you all and i really want to ask the premier league fans about this what are your general views about gareth southgate i mean i've heard some people troll him because of his choices and stuff but i want to know from each and every one of you all Uh, why don't you this, go first? This is quite a controversial yeah, topic because it is something uh, you know everyone has a different opinion on. And while I think most of the English fans or even Premier League fans would be anti-Southgate, Southgate out is the slogan right now. I personally am in favor of Southgate. Before I state the reasons why, I'm I would ask Rishab. Probably would be out Southgate as well. Um, to be frank, I will. you know looking from uh, you know after the world cup you know how much gareth southgate has done you can see him as probably like the most accomplished english manager you know after 1990 to get england into a semi final for the 2018 world cup and for the euros to qualify with an almost perfect run i i feel gareth southgate he is an excellent manager but where he lacks is you know giving game time to the younger players to the people who he knows can change the outcome of a game so for that reason i am anti southgate because he needs to give the time to the younger players so that they can grow on the field themselves what about you chirag uh, see according to me what a uh, problem with sarad uh, sorry southgate is that uh, whenever we see the squad we uh, england squad has so much depth so much known players in the squad that we cannot even imagine uh other country managers do not have so much depth or so much known players to the fans that uh, every team fan uh, every club fan will troll the manager for uh, if their team player is not playing we will uh, criticize him if mount is not playing you will criticize if foden is not playing so this is something that southgate has to handle but according to me he is also on the on the fault because changing tactics in between games when he switches to a back three when you have so great uh, full backs uh, with you why will you need, go to a back three when your center back position is not so strong you have good center backs but definitely not the best in the world when you have best in the world right backs or the left backs so why don't you go with them i do not understand his tactics uh, leaving out some key players some experienced players or some youth players in their prime form and going for uh, the established players who are not in the best of their forms is also something i would never understand what southgate uh, southgate does so i definitely not i am not on the boat to uh, for southgate but in this euros i will be supporting him so that england squad can achieve uh, something that they really deserve and oh, now i, I think No, yeah. let's just no, last thing. Yeah, yeah, you spoke about his squad selection part, and his squad selection has come come under a lot of scrutiny of late. But I personally am not a very big critic of his squad selection. I think it's pretty decent. I think he takes some brave calls, like Mason Mount, not the one Mason Mount right now, but six to eight months back, wasn't uh, he criticized so much for selection of Mason Mount? And now everyone agrees with his selection. Similarly. if he continues to select players which aren't performing that well in the premier league despite the fact that england have so much squad depth then he'll have a wrong uh, message to you know all the players out there him dropping trent alexander arnold it was a very great decision going to me uh, trent wasn't playing that well and you see the immediate reaction is the same he scored a banger of a goal i don't know i think it was aston villa or someone so i think that uh, 
I, I'm actually uh, in favor of his squad selection, but obviously it's, it's a completely different matter. I think we should move on to the weaknesses in the English squad. Yeah. Starting with Tanish, uh, what do you think is the main weakness of this English squad? One weakness that immediately comes to mind is the uh, absence of a top, top established goalkeeper. Like, let's be very honest, Jordan Pickford, Dean Henderson, or Nick Pope aren't the best out there in the world. And uh, that that's that for me is the biggest uh, weakness. Second second weakness being maybe the centre back positions, but he often tends to counteract that weakness with a three at the back or a five at the back with two uh, sitting number sixes. So uh, he knows how to get a lot out of his squad, but sometimes I think his in-game tactics and his in-game management lets him down in the biggest matches. Oh, Rishabh, what about you? What do you think is the biggest weakness in the team? Um, right I'm now? actually in complete agreement, you know, with Tanish on this about the goalkeeper positions because, you know, like it or not, your our England's number one is Jordan Pickford, who, to be frank, is mediocre. You know, considered we've seen him play in the Premier League, he's very lucky, you know, to be backed by a decently strong defense. You know, the likes of John Stone, Harry Maguire, Reece James, Luke Shaw, for that matter. So, you know, and he he. When it comes to one-on-ones, Jordan Pickford isn't really the man you wanted between the six. That's why they had to call in Sam Johnstone as a fourth, uh, you know, option for a goalkeeper. So maybe you know, England probably needs to scout more goalkeepers or probably younger goalkeepers, you know, to give them the opportunity to perform at the very top of uh, at the very top. To be honest, Jordan Pickford, I definitely don't think is of the same level as some of the top keepers of the other nations. But Nick Pope, he might not be the same level, but I think he is somewhere just below that. And, you know, in some games when the defense is quite good, the goalkeeper might not have such a big say. According to me, the biggest uh, weakness of the squad is the depth in the centre-back position, rather quality centre-backs. Recently, I think it was uh, Jamie Gallagher who said on Monday Night Football that Maguire, or was it Gary Neville? Either of them said that Maguire probably would be Roy Keane, but the point is that they said that Maguire was, uh, is England's most important player. And without Harry Maguire, they do not see England playing with a back four. Rather, they need an extra centre-back in case Maguire isn't fit. And recently, he has picked up, I think it's an ankle uh, injury, which will he be 100% for the Euros? And if Maguire is not there, who is there to partner Stones? Connor Cody, is he good enough? Ben Godfrey, Michael Keane, these are some of the options. James Tarkovsky. I don't think uh, England centre-back pairing without Maguire. Stones and Maguire looks good, but without Maguire, do they have the quality depth in centre-back? I really doubt so. No, I'll just add, Like whenever we compare the strengths or the weakness of any squad, we have to see the opposition uh, against which they are competing. When you talk about France, when you talk about uh, Germany, they have the best goalkeepers in the uh, in the world. Hugo Lloris, the World Cup winning captain in Germany, you have Manuel Neuer, thus taken to back him up. In Spain, also you have a lot of competition. De Gea, Kepa. When you know about these guys, they are definitely better than the other. No trolling against Kepa here. Like, uh, still, he has been performing decent. We have David De Gea, who can uh, back up, and many other keepers in Spain. But when you talk Chirab, about English, uh, board, Nick Pope has been performing better than both Daya and Laurie since probably one to two Pope, seasons now. Hugo Lloris has been the point, exceptional, the point is, to be honest. 
no i'll just give a straight up point like uh, england is not being consistent with their keeper you have to be consistent uh, to the player who is your number one between the sticks if you will be ch- changing every uh, every weekend or week out you will change your keeper how will someone will be uh, short of their position and talk, also talking nice. about the defensive stability without harry maguire uh, without harry you maguire can't defense, I'll you I'll do I'll not have a yeah you uh, you do not have any uh, backup for the uh, for the center back position according to me so going to a back four is the most convenient thing according to me where you can have your full backs where what either one of can uh, can be a defensive uh, full back either van bissaka or kyle walker while the other could be the attacking one so according to me uh, going to a back four is the best uh, according to me and this is their biggest weakness as well Talking about English goalkeepers, what about Dean Henderson? I mean, he's English too, right? Plus, Jordan Pickford has been England's first-choice goalkeeper for some time, but then Dean Henderson, he appears, uh, he appears to be having a fitting rival and potential replacement for this summer's tournament. Henderson has performed ex- excellently when called upon for Manchester United, where he's challenged uh, challenging Spanish David De Gea for the number one jersey. It would be a big call to make in the summer, considering the relationship Pickford has built. with the usual center backs uh, but henderson looks to be the future in my opinion and, and i think he could deserve a start since we uh, are talking day. about just my jack since we are already yeah. talking about the goalkeepers and who is the best i think we should move on to the next part which is the predicted lineup or rather our preferred lineup and then we can move to other stuff like mvp we are already talking about the goalkeepers so uh, your picks starting with rishabh just one name no explanation <clears throat> um for me it's, it still has to be jordan pickford i mean currently it has to be henderson on form oh uh, vedant dean henderson tanish to be henderson but it's going to be jordan pickford i personally would go for nick pope so probably uh, one of these three i personally am not a big fan of jordan pickford but now we move on to the position where england have the most depth probably in world football which is not on the right back position a very so you know going for the right back not the right wing back going for a back four right yeah, i think oh, english england could line up in a 3 4 a formation a formation is something that we have uh, yet to decide uh, so southgate had been Hello, playing four, three, three. back but in the very recent friendlies he did switch to a flat 4 3 3 formation of the back four which according to me is the best formation over a three three at the back what about your shop do you agree with uh, the four yeah i completely agree a three at the back isn't probably the best idea for england you know considering you know the depth and plus like you know the lack of quality in some of the players so four at the back would probably be you know the most ideal formation for the england squad now who's your uh, starting right back My starting right back for me would be Reece James. He is he's been absolutely phenomenal for Chelsea this season defensive wise. His attacking prowess is pretty decent, probably not, you know, something as good as, you know, Kyle Walker would have, but defensive mindedly Reece James takes the spot for me. And uh Dishav you are leaving uh, England's most uh, the England's best player, the guy with the most potential Alexander Arnold. <laughs> to be fair though, he's overrated. Alexander Arnold I know. Alexander Arnold is an extremely talented player. You know, he is pretty good. But this season, even this season, especially from the start, you know, while Virgil Van Dijk was there, he hasn't been putting in the most consistent of performances for you know uh, the Premier League side. And for the Euros, I don't think that's uh, you know a liability that Gareth Southgate really wants on his hands. 
So maybe no, leaving out Trent Alexander Arnold would be the best of ideas. Rishabh has gone for Reese James. I've got a Chelsea. I'm a Chelsea fan myself. I've got two more Chelsea fans. So uh, Tanish, your pick is Reese James as well for the right back position. We can't hear you, Tanish. Yeah, it was not. Yeah, yeah. No, I just Actually, said that uh, I will completely agree with Rishabh here because uh, if England has to go with a three-four-three, then I can see uh, Alexander Arnold as the right wing back over anyone else because he has the best at attacking output amongst all the options available. But uh, I will go for uh, Reese James as well because I don't know if Southgate is trusting him enough or not. But he has the best balance that he provides. He is not so defensive like Van Bissaka and not so attacking like Trent Alexander Arnold, but the best amongst the two whenever he is playing. So according to me, Reese James should occupy the uh, back four position and not Alexander Arnold because he does not have a, a defender like uh, Virgil Van Dijk to cover him up. Neither Harry Maguire or Conor Cody are going to cover you up, and uh, if he goes to uh, way too much up, uh, providing assists. So I think I will go for uh, Reese James as well. On the opposite flank, do we uh, all agree on Luke Shaw? Is the case for Ben Chilwell among the yes. Chelsea fans? Yeah. Luke, Luke, Luke Shaw, definitely. But before we before we go to the opposite flank, I just have to say one thing: that regardless of who goes to Euros, Euros for England, you can be certain that I think Southgate will go for a three-man central defence because he has relied on it since 2018, as it helped them to keep them secure when they needed it, and at, as with the most three at the back formations, England will rely a lot on their wing backs. And I think the right wing back for England could be Kieran Trippier. Trippier, Trippier. This is a surprise for you all, but Kieran Trippier. Yeah, one of the uh, you know, kind of yeah, you myths that uh, people have nowadays is that if a fullback is good going forward, he would be good as a wing back, which is not completely true because they are quite different positions. We saw this with Ben Chilwell when he was first shifted to wing back; he was not that good. Now he has adapted. His game. So, uh, the question now is that if Southgate chooses a back three, then who would your starting wing back pairing be? So, uh, with that, you can continue. See, I'll go for a three at the back. Uh, considering whatever opposition England face, they can switch to a three-four-two-one or a three-four-one-two or whatever, or a three-four-three for that matter. And three at the back for me would be Maguire, Stones, and uh, Kyle Walker at right centre back and right wing back probably Kerry and Trippier. And uh, what about you, Rishabh? Who would your starting left back slash left wing back be? Um, my starting left back slash left winger. You know, again, thinking defensively, it for me it has to be Luke Shaw. You know, the most improved player in the Premier League this season. Um, Ben Chilwell is an extraordinary player, but like I, but like I refer to um, Ben Chilwell as you know the new Ashley Cole with you know the attacking runs that he makes. Um, down the back, but Luke Shaw has been absolutely phenomenal. I think probably the best left back England can currently have in their squad. So, yeah, I pick Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw and uh, do the Chelsea fans over here have a case for Chilwell or both of them agree on Shaw? Oh, absolutely, oh, yes. Shaw, definitely. Yeah, Shaw sure, it is then. And the centre back pairing is Maguire and Stones are given, or do you all have any other contenders for the same? I think I would like to see Maguire and Walker together because I think I've seen them in one game and they were very good. But yeah. uh, and sometimes John Stones is a bit error prone. But let's see. I think he'll mostly go for John Stones at 
Harry Maguire. Yeah. Uh, if we have gone for a four-man defense, there are two still, uh, you know, uh, practical options left. Uh, firstly, is a four-two-three-one formation in which we t- uh, take two defensive mids and then three in front of them and a striker, or we can go for a flat four-three-three. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Which is the formation that Southgate most recently played in the last friendly? So, what would your midfield be starting with Chirag? Oh, my, oh, can you repeat, please? Midfield, midfield. What would midfield. your midfield? Be? Midfield. See, Declan Rice is uh, owning that position, and according to me, he is being sidelined at the against Western squad also because uh, he is getting fully fit for the Euros. Uh, he could make a comeback to the Western squad as soon as possible, but he is uh, taking his time because he wants to get uh, fit for the Euros. And according to me, he would be one of the most crucial players if England has to win the game, win the whole league. So according to me, uh, uh, Declan Rice, and according uh, alongside him, rather I will go for a four-two-three-one, and I will uh, put in Calvin Phillips as well. I do not see Mount as the number six uh, as a holding defensive midfielder as Southgate is trying him, but uh, I see him uh, being uh, deployed more in front, uh, like an attacking uh, ten or a, a roaming eight. Uh, you can all say, but I cannot see him as a sitting uh, uh, number six, and that is the reason I will go for Calvin Phillips, who can distribute well all over the pitch and definitely be the defensive uh, give the defensive solidarity to the England squad. So, what is your complete midfield? Finally, uh, so it's a 4-2-3-1. Uh, the three in middle will be uh, Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips alongside Mason Mount. Bishop, your take. 4-3-3, yeah, So, I'll be going for a standard 4-3-3. Um, my defensive midfielder, you know, like, like you mentioned, is going to be Declan Rice for me. You know, he's been really hard working. I, I, we've all seen him play in West Ham before he was sidelined by his injuries. He's very promising. Um, you know, alongside Jesse Lingard. But, you know, after I pick uh, Declan Rice, another centre mid I would choose is probably Jude Benningham from um, Borussia Dortmund. He's been he's been pretty good this season, not only for England, but for Dortmund as well, you know, playing in the Champions League against Manchester City in both the legs. He's been absolutely phenomenal. And alongside him, I would see Mason Mount playing, but I have no idea, you know, how Gareth is going to play, if he's going to play as, as a flat midfielder or as an attacking midfielder. But my uh, my midfield, again, would be Declan Rice, Mason Mount, and Jude Bellingham. Then it's your take. Then it's your take, yeah. I'm actually going to go with a 4-3-3. I want a 6, an 8, and a 10. So, 6 will be Declan Rice, in my opinion. If Jordan Henderson wouldn't have been injured, I think it would have been him instead of anyone else in that number 6 role. But I think due to his injury, I think Declan Rice will overtake him in the pecking order. Declan Rice, then you have Mason Mount as the number 8. Box to box, whatever you want to call it. And I want to see Phil Foden in that number, number 10 role. Just behind the striker, in the middle of, sort of like a focal point in attack for England. Sort of a team which revolves around one player and I want that player to be Mason Mount. Uh, Sorry, Phil Foden. Phil Foden in that central middle uh, and obviously, three attackers in front of him. So, my ideal midfield will be Declan Rice, Mason Mountain, Phil Foden. But then, if you're going for Phil Foden as a sort of cam, then would you have Declan Rice, and especially Mason Mount, as the deep, like uh, you can say, at number six? Because it's not particularly his best position, Mason Mountain. No, I said I'm not going for a 4 2 3 one. I'm going for a 4 3 3. So, I have a six and an eight and a ten. So, eight will be my Mason Mount. 
that roaming midfielder. That when you take a, a midfield three of both Mount and Rice, oh sorry, both Mount and Foden would be a bit too uh, offensive. Run. At one point, Palace has to showcase their strengths. ट see at least in the squad if not in the starting eleven because that seems a bit uh, impractical right now that name sorry that name would be james wardprouse from southampton so uh, not not a lot many people would agree to this but i think that wardprouse as a player is quite underrated apart from his uh, set pieces so set pieces is not a doubt i think he's the best in the premier league with that so you know potentially having players like jack greelish and marcus rashford who wins who in tons of fouls and having players like Harry Maguire high can who can head a ball from indirect free kicks and corners i think what prowse with his overall gameplay and his uh, set piece ability would be an asset to the english team so moving on to attackers now um charag why don't you give us your pick on your front line yeah, so going with the three attack uh, i would still pick uh, on their credentials i would still go for a attacker it obviously has to be harry kane no one else the leader the captain of england i can see him lifting the euros this uh, year also so i'll go with harry kane the best in the league yeah uh, the best in the league on the right side i will go for jaden sancho he might not be in the best of his game right now rather he has stepped up this season uh, of late but definitely jaden sancho and his creative abilities put him on the uh, makes me put him on the right side on the left side there is a great deep competition i will say with jack grealish uh, raheem sterling and many others but i will personally go for a jack grealish who can be the perfect assist uh, assist maker or assist provider to someone like harry kane inside the box So I will go for a Jack Grealish on the left side with Jadon Sancho on the right, Harry Harry Kane at top. What about you, Vedant? Who do you think would be your front three? See, I think I agree with Chalag on this. I think Kane is going to be the striker, but the captain, in my opinion, would be Jordan Henderson. I think Jordan Henderson deserves to be there because why is it a shock to you, Chalag? Because uh, Kane is leading the squad for the last uh, many games, and definitely he is being hired as the leader of the group. Yeah, but over the last two years or so, the Liverpool captain has added an almost non-stop, non-stop winning mentality to the midfield. Henderson, Henderson's tenaciousness, lead by example mentality will be integral to England, I think, for the chances of success. And maybe okay, yeah, scrap of the midfield. You no, know, no, I'm thinking making yeah. Henderson captain would also uh take off the curse of a uh, Tottenham player lifting a trophy. Yeah, you can go on. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Vedant, you can go on. So. Now. Yeah, so I think the left winger could be Marcus Rashford. Striker will be Harry Kane, and right wing Jadon Sancho. What about you, Palash? Uh, uh, since I'm not taking Phil Foden in my uh, midfield three, I will go for Foden. I will also go for uh, Kane as a nailed on position over there. And quite surprisingly to many people, I will also go for Marcus Rashford due to his form this season. I think he's been extremely impressive. Prior to the season, I would have gone for Raheem Sterling, but this season my front three would be, uh, sorry, it would be Rashford, Kane, Foden. 
What about you, Talish? I think for some reason, uh, Gareth Southgate does not like Jack Grealish at all. I mean, he does not talk about him. He does not play him regularly. So, if it wouldn't have been for that, I would have picked Jack Grealish on my side. But uh, I'm going with Marcus Rashford on the left. I'm going with, uh, obviously, Harry Kane as uh, the central striker. And uh, Jaden Sancho has to start. He has to start simply because... Yes, he's young, but he's explosive. And his end product is unlike anything that I've seen from a teenager. His end product is ridiculous. His goals, assists over the past two seasons have been ridiculous. Although in the Bundesliga, he is one of the most lethal wingers out there. And I think England will be very lucky to have him in the starting level. I think uh, we're done with the predicted lineup part, or is there someone left? No, I have mine left. So. Yeah, um, yeah, no, no, it's fine. So, personally, as an inverted winger, you know, like Tanish said, Phil Foden being in the number 10 position would be excellent for someone like Harry Kane to back him up. But I personally see Phil Foden being played as an inverted winger on the right. I feel like, you know, Gareth Southgate can actually use um, Foden's speed and, you know, his dribbling, which is unlike any other. I mean, you have the likes of Jaden Sancho and Marcus Ashford, Jack Grealish, who are excellent at dribbling as well. But Phil Foden as an inverted winger in absolutely different from what I've seen in game. Striker, undoubtedly Harry Kane, you know, captain of England. He's been in tremendous form this season, um, not only in the Premier League, but in the Euros as well. And on the left, I would, my bias, you know, would go towards somebody like Raheem Sterling, but his form has been not the very best of his career. So I would go with someone like Marcus Rashford, Jaden Sancho and Jack Gilles, they're amazing. But I feel, you know, with uh, with a squad like this, this much of depth, I feel like maybe, just maybe, they should be benched because Marcus Rashford, he's got the pace. He's extremely lethal. Phil Foden can make the plays. Harry Kane, you know, your natural finisher. So that front three would probably be the deadliest that England can give us right now. So with this, I would just... Tell us just a minute, yeah, please. Uh, with just, I will uh, ask you all to just name your uh, most valuable player for England, who will be the most valuable player, and the position they will be ending. Either the winners, the finalists, the semi-finalists, anything. Uh, Tanesh? I think unsurprisingly, my MVP will be Harry Kane. It will be Harry Kane, which will be the most important player. And I think they will get knocked out in the semi-finals. I'm sure. Done, just the name. Harry Kane. Uh, position? Position semi finals. Uh, Palash, is the cup coming home? Harry Maguire, most important player, position winners. Rishabh? Um, personally, for me, the, the MVP is going to be Phil Foden. Purely because of like you know how hard it is to separate my bias. Phil Foden is going to be the MVP for England, and I feel like they will be knocked out in the finals. They won't be able to bring it home. Uh, and putting up my opinion as well, I personally think uh, the MVP will be Mason Mount. And this is not because of my bias. This is because of his form, the guy he is, going, uh, the way he is performing. And he will be the most crucial player alongside Declan Rice. And their position, I want uh, to say that they will be winning the title. But I know their history and I will still say they are going to the semis itself. Being knocked out in the semis. So I think that's it from us. Uh, do comment down how uh, how do you see England lining up uh, in the coming Euros? How do you see uh, uh, which teams do you want us to analyze before the big uh, Euros coming up? Palash. Yep, that's it for more top quality football content. Keep listening to the Football Parliament podcast.
See you all next time. Peace.